0: So today's topic you all saw the the headlining is uh, the dove whisperers. Um, I want to share a couple of things as following one or two or three I don't know how many sessions regarding the people that follows the dove. But before we can see who and how we follow the dove we must understand who, what is this dove and what's the function of the dove. So uh, today we're going to start and just have a look and to see how the Holy Spirit works in us and how this gets taken into context with with a dove so that we can get a deeper understanding into this this mystery that the Lord has given us through the through the Bible with regarding his, the dove as as his holy Spirit so when I, I, I didn't know what to, to do this week um, last week I I took a bit of a break I was just a bit tired of of making food and, and feeding you guys so I took a bit of a break um, just to to recharge for a week because you get tired if you make food the whole time and you have to feed the people with that food so I just took a break just to, to, to get my bearings again and and as I started this week asking what must I do um, I still wasn't sure, so I started something, and I'd finished it on Monday, and then after I finished, I knew this is not what I must do, and then on Tuesday, I did another whole thing, the whole Tuesday, and when I finished, I knew this is not what I must do, so then I got a bit, bit, uh, I don't want to say agitated, but I I didn't know, I was getting scared, thinking how, what, you know, all these things go through, and what must I do, but actually, deep down, I know what I must do, but I was trying to push it to a later date because i didn't want to go through all that stuff and and then on wednesday as i sat again and i said okay lord what must i do for for the people for for sunday i opened up my phone and because uh, when i do bible study i've got my, my phone and my my bibles and my my laptop and everything where i look for bible verses and everything my facebook opened and showed me a picture i shared it on the group about a dove and it was on, on Wednesday four years ago that I shared that picture of the dove which was said something like, you know, the dove must, must teach us something. And, and deep down, I know I have to do the teaching about the dove, but I've never gone there to do a teaching about it. So when I saw that, I knew that the Lord is even emphasizing this more for me that I must do this teaching. And it was funny this morning when I opened Facebook again, just as I went through this stuff this morning, I opened Facebook again, and there's another thing about that I shared, I think five years ago, about a dove on this day, on today, five years ago. Also about the dove. So the day I started doing this teaching, I got something in Facebook about the dove. And today, when I'm doing the teaching again, one was four years ago, and the one was five years ago that I shared about the dove. So I knew I had to to do this thing for you guys about the dove. I don't know where it's gonna go. If it's gonna go anywhere further, how much further, whatever. Um, but I want to go and, and and take a journey with you guys seeing this image of the Holy Spirit this type this picture as him being the dove and the beauty uh, in the scriptures about this. So to be a Christian, we all know we need the Holy Spirit. We all know we receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to share now is very basic, but it's for other people that's listening. And it's just to emphasize this because we're talking about the Holy Spirit. um, After all, when we speak about the dove, so we need to know when we get the Holy Spirit, all right? Uh, when, I, when I spoke to you guys as babies, I never went to where you get the Holy Spirit. I only went through how to go through the motions of having the Holy Spirit. Because for a baby Christian, you don't go into detail, okay? But you guys are not supposed to be babies anymore, so I'm going to go into more detail it doesn't change anything in the way you say which one you choose. But I'm doing it now more in detail so that you can see the, the stages we go through. So obviously I'm going to read here. Um, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. The next verse, the, trans, uh, the Passion Translation says, But the one who joins himself to the Lord is mingled into one spirit with him. In the Afrikaans it says, Okay, so it says there, the day you get uh, saved, born again, uh, that's the beginning of your journey. Your spirit and the Lord's spirit becomes one. So the Holy Spirit, which is the Lord's spirit, and your spirit becomes one. That happens the day when you choose Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It doesn't have to be somebody praying for you. It can be somebody that prays for you. It can be you in a church and somebody prays for you and you accept him in your life but it's a day when you truly turned and accepted him fully that's why it's so crucial that people when they do that must come from the heart because if they don't do it from the heart it's actually empty and it doesn't mean anything and they're actually not saved all right because on that day when you truly turn his spirit comes inside of you without man doing anything it's all done by him like mary when she got pregnant with jesus was done by the spirit she was she, she, she got pregnant with Jesus by the Spirit. You got pregnant with Jesus by the Spirit the day when you said yes to Him. When she said yes, she got impregnated by the Holy Spirit. All right, so, we re- receive the Holy Spirit the day we accept Him. But, what we know is, we need to function on this earth, on this planet, in authority and power and under guidance of the Holy Spirit. And in order to get there, We need to do what it says in Acts 2. We all know the verses. I'm first going to read you Acts 2 verse 2. This is what happened when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the houses where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them gloven tongues like as of fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. All right, so here they, 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 the Holy Spirit became active in them. They received it, as we say. Um, this whole teaching can do about this. They actually received the Holy Spirit actually before this one, where Jesus blew on them. I don't know if you all know that verse, where Jesus just blew on them. that He said, he received my spirit. This was for me more an, a, an activation of that spirit that they received when he blew on them. This fire that came was a picture of what they followed in Egypt. The fire that led them out of Egypt and into the wilderness, this fire came on each one individually and became a relationship where we are guided by relationship through the Holy Spirit. Then in verse uh, 37, Acts 2, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, those three things you do after somebody got saved, okay? That, those three things doesn't save you, but it plays a vital role in you being saved, all right? If you just get born again, you receive the Holy Spirit, but you don't use Him, He's not active in you, uh, it means nothing. We need to be walking in this, on this planet in authority and guidance by the Holy Spirit, and that can only be done if you get go through baptism, um the, the, the laying on of hands where you will receive, you shall receive the Holy Spirit um, and, and the repentance where you, you will walk out of your, your old ways and turn into Christ. So those are things that we do to get people to walk in the fullness of what they what, what's available for them when they get born again. All right. So you would always hear, if those of you that have listened to James Paulson, um, you always say there was four steps. OK, and if you look at what I just said, there was four steps. right, first one you get saved and then it's the three in Acts uh, 2.37-38. Now let's look at where is the Holy Spirit when you accept Jesus as your Savior. We look at 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14 and 16. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14 and 16. Okay. Sorry, I just want to see where is my time? Okay. Do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? That's actually the devil. What has a believer in common with unbelievers? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said. Um, Afterwards, we're going to speak talk of one or two things and I'm going to bring up this verse again. I'm going to read it again. Listen to what this verse is saying. Do not be bound together with unbelievers for what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light and darkness? How can these two be together in saying there? Or what harmony has Christ with belly, with Christ and the devil? They can't They can't be together. What has a believer in common with the unbeliever? Or what agreement has a temple of God with idols? <coughs> for we are the temple of the living God. And we spoke about this verse before. But I want you to see you are the temple, the house, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. That's where he comes and stays. So you are the temple. It says in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16. Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So do you see where the Holy Spirit's staying? Again, it's in you. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? So the Holy Spirit came and made his home in you when you got saved. He comes and stays and abide in you. He doesn't visit you. He's not in the visitation. He doesn't pay rent. He comes in and he stays there. Okay? So if you are born again, the Holy Spirit took your body as his temple. So he's staying in each and every one of us. now, If we look at John 14, verse 16, and I'm going to read this at the end of the teaching again, but John 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you the comforter that he may abide with you forever. So here is one of the titles that he's giving the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Now the comforter, the word used here in the Greek uh, means parakletos, parakletos afrikaans parakletos okay that's a very specialized word Uh, the meaning is very specialized it specializes on something Um, some of the meanings you can look is counselor advocate that's what that word parakletos means comforter okay so that word comforter parakletos means it's a specialized help the Holy Spirit gets named the comforter. It's an advocate that comes in and is specialized in a certain area to help us. It's like an electrician, a plumber. They are specialized in that area. You cannot ask a plumber maybe to, to do electrical work if they're not specialized in that area. All right? So that's what that word comforter means. Is somebody that is very specialized in what it does. It's not a somebody that just comes and see if we can figure it out okay so what is jesus actually saying then that john 14 he's saying i'm sending someone who can give you specialized help for all circumstances so just realize the holy spirit when he when he comes he's so specialized and he's he's specializing in helping you in your walk as a believer in the amplified bible it says a bit we use words as Um, as a helper a strengthener to stand by you an advocate that can stand by you so those are all the roles that he plays okay if you go to court you've got an advocate that's what he does in the court for you to back you that's what the holy spirit does when he comes and stays here um so he's with you in everything that we just said previously he comes and he stays abides in you uh, when you get saved the holy spirit so look at what paul is saying in john 4 uh, Sorry. John 14 verse 26, John 14 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things in your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So he's your teacher. And yes, man can also teach you that's discipleship. Don't go to that place where you say, I can't listen to anybody because the Holy Spirit teaches me because then I know you're not being taught by the holy spirit he uses people mostly to get you to a point where He can take it further um, a lot of times you will uh, you will um reveal something to you through a person that he revealed it to and then he will take you further on the journey on that topic or whatever the case may be because we struggle to hear something for the first time from him so he needs to take you when you hear something from somebody so you can listen to people but must be people that are that teachers from the Holy Spirit, not from doctrine. So, John 15 verse 26. So I'm laying a foundation here for you to see where does the Holy Spirit say and what does he do when he's staying there? John 15 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. So he's saying there, this company's come and he's going, uh, you're actually going to be the testimony. We spoke about it. We are the testimony as the Holy Spirit is teaching us of 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 the Father of Jesus. We're the testimony. Um, just be very careful. I just said you can listen to people, but just, guys, you've got to be really careful what you listen to. There are so many teachings out there today. People saying stuff, taking you into a direction that's not maybe 100% truthful. Um, can bring confusion there's so many gimmicks out there in religion around the holy spirit and what it does and cannot do and and people that are scared of the holy spirit be very careful and really trust the holy spirit to help you um to see what is really truth and what is a gimmick or what is uh, uh something that might be seen in a certain way that prevents you from walking in the holy spirit okay so please just just bear with that and just be very careful what you do these days there are so many cheap things out there in, in, in the system today regarding the Holy Spirit, which is not in when it comes to money, uh, the way the, the churches function, the way people teach uh, that is not from the Lord. OK, so just be very aware. Um, I always get scared when people teach too much literal stuff in the, in, in the Bible, when they take the thing as it is, the, the animal looks like this. And then they say, yeah, but this animal really exists like this. And then that's all they teach about. They don't see the spiritual in that animal. All right. so I'm not saying there is no such animal, but be careful when people teach too much on the physical thing. Okay. It must be Holy Spirit inspired teachings. But a lot of times, especially these, as I see a lot of people focusing on all the animals in the Bible, you know, the, the beings and the angels, the angelic, and they're focusing on on them as they are depicted in the Bible, but not spiritually, just physically how they look and saying, yeah, this is an awesome animal. There's horses with flaming eyes in the Bible. Uh, and then they say, yeah, those creatures walk around in, in the garden and all that stuff. That's not the point. The point is, what does the Bible say about those animals? What, are the, why, what do they represent that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us? That's what we must look at. All right. Um, I want to make a statement here. I want to say, if you are not daily seeking deeper depth in jesus if you are not daily at a place where you want to know more of him, if you're not in a place where you want to know him in a, a more deeper way want to love him more want to to walk in his glory more then you are not, maybe not led by the holy spirit because people that are led by the holy spirit want to seek all those things i've just mentioned on a regular basis they want to grow they want to seek him they want to love him more So if you are not there, then you really got to go and look at yourself. Where are you? With what are you busy? Because if the Holy Spirit is leading you, those will be the things that you would want to do. That you can't get enough of. So go think about what what I've just said there. Are you there? Are you seeking the Lord daily? Or maybe weekly? Because if not, then you really got to go do some self. Yeah, you know what I mean i'm going to read three verses here romans 8 verse 14 romans 8 verse 14 for as many as led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god talks about mature people mature believers they're sons of god galatians five sixteen. this i say to them walk in the spirit and ye shall not f- not fulfill the lust of the flesh oh is that not an important one if you are seeking the lord you are filled with the holy spirit you walk with him wanting to grow the fleshly stuff will not matter that much you the sin of the flesh will not matter that much you will get more and more of that sin will be taken away from you through the holy spirit all right um, galatians five twenty two, but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness and faith so those things above in Galatians 5.22, the, the fruit of the Spirit, that's not the Spirit. That's what will be visible if you are guided by the Spirit is those fruit. So if I look at you, and I, then I will see love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness and faith if you are being guided by the Spirit. But if you are not guided by the Spirit, I will not see those fruits in you, okay? Those fruits you will receive when you follow the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, Romans one twenty, Romans one i I've read this verse so many times and this is where the teaching that we're going to talk about, about the dove, why we do what we do. It says, I'm going to read this time out of the Passion Translation, the previous times I did it out of the King James and the New American Standard Version, but this is just a Passion Translation. It just explains it a bit more in detail. It says, opposition to the truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. Because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible, such as His eternal power and transcendence. He has made His wonderful attributes easily perceived, for seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. So then, this leaves everyone without excuse. So he's saying there, He has made His wonderful attributes easily perceived, for seeing the visible, if you look at something that's visible, the an animal, it makes you understand the invisible of that animal, like a dove. If you see a dove in the, the visible dove and the attributes out was made by God, it will give you a spiritual understanding of the invisible. Okay, And that we can do throughout the Bible with all the animals in the Bible and all the beings in the Bible. That's why they're there in Scripture for you to, to read, learn that okay about them so now with knowing that let's look at the word dove the dove in hebrew means jonah like jonah in the bible it means jonah all right dove means jonah in the hebrew and that word jonah if you really look at what at some of the meanings and the word dove it's more to do with with uh, with intimacy you will see uh, they were say it's to do with, with mating and, and, and intimacy. So the word dove speaks about intimacy. It's actually mm-hmm. beautiful if you, if you see where it's going with that. So we're going to talk about the dove and everything I'm going to mention about the dove. You must realize that's the function of the Holy Spirit in you. Working in you, cleaning you, growing you, guiding you, comforting you. That, that specialized function that he's got the dove all right the dove is mentioned about 50 times in your bible the word dove is mentioned about 50 times in your bible um, a dove you will see in the bible they will have doves and they will have pigeons being mentioned a lot of the times all right it's, it doesn't matter much which which but just for 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 those that don't know, doves are normally the smaller of the member of the family of the birds. Pigeons are normally larger. Okay? Just for what it's worth. That you know which one is which. Because a lot of people just translate dove and pigeon for whatever case. But we're going to mostly focus on the dove in this teaching. But it's, it gets mentioned sometimes as a, as a pigeon or you will see the different ones. So... If we look in the Bible in Matthew 3 verse 16 in Matthew 3 verse 16 this is when Jesus got baptized and Jesus when he was baptized went up straight away out of the water and lo the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove okay so it's not a real dove that came down it's like a dove and lightning upon him okay and As Jesus rose up out of the water, the heavenly realm opened up over him and he saw the Holy Spirit descend out of the heavens and rest upon him in the form of a dove. Okay, there's another translation. So here we see in the Bible um, that the Holy Spirit is being depicted as a dove. When Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, this dove um, became, the Holy Spirit was depicted as a dove. All right. So, Years ago, when I read this one day, some of you have heard me maybe say this before, but I read this one day and I asked the Father. Now, this is about five, six years ago. I asked him why. Why was the Holy Spirit being depicted as a dove? Uh, Why that animal in your kingdom? Because I know what Romans one twenty says that these attributes is in the in uh, in the visible is visible is in the invisible. So I wanted to ask him because I knew it back then. Why a dove? Why did he use a dove for the Holy Spirit's uh, nature? Just to point out his nature. Uh, I asked him this and he didn't answer me. <laughs> but when I thought about it, I thought, but wait a minute, this dove is a meek, soft, powerless little animal. But they say that's the Holy Spirit. But as I thought that I realized Jesus is depicted as a lamb, innocent, harmless, this beautiful little soft animal. It's the same way. So both the Holy Spirit and Jesus get depicted as this little innocent, powerless little animal. All right. So, and I asked him, please, I want to know why specifically a dove. And about a day or so after I've asked him, I came out of my room in the house we were staying there in mitchell street and i walked into the passage uh, and to the front door and we had a security gate on the front door and as i walked to the front door a dove sat on the security gate facing into the house and i I froze for a second because i saw the dove and i was scared he was going to fly into the house and get hurt so i don't want him to get hurt so i slowly walked up to the dove and he waited for me to come right up to him like i can actually touch him and just shove him out the house so that he can fly out, turn him around so that he can fly out. So I did that, and eventually he flew off, and I still didn't realize anything. I just did that as a normal thing to do, just to get the dove not to come into the house because I'm scared he's going to get hurt, or the dogs might want to come and grab him if he flies into the house. So I just left it at that and continued, and three days after that incident, I was driving my car on my way home, and I saw this image of the dove sitting in my door in the house and the moment i saw this image in my head i knew the holy spirit was talking you know sometimes you get that thing you know it's him talking now sometimes we struggle to know listen is it him or is it us but sometimes when he comes he really comes in a way where we don't even wonder who it is we know and as i sat in the car and this image came up the way the image came up i knew it was him speaking to me and i immediately asked him and i immediately in that moment realized I missed it two, three days ago. He was actually in my house. The thing I've been asking about actually came to my house and I didn't realize it. I didn't even think about it when he was sitting in my front door and I was asking him the whole time about this dove, of the Holy Spirit. So immediately here, yeah, I knew the Holy Spirit wants to say something and I said to him, please teach me while I'm driving in the car. And this takes about five seconds, but it feels like an hour when he does this in you. You sit in the car just for five seconds, but everything gets downloaded in you. and It feels like an hour's stuff that he just spoke to you, but it's actually just five seconds. Those of you that have experienced that before. But immediately the Holy Spirit, when he said that, said to me, and what he said to me, I will never forget until the day I die. But he said to me, there are three main things regarding a dove that points to his Holy Spirit. And he gave me the three. The first one he said. Is he is gentle. Okay. The dove is gentle. Remember I asked him. Why was the dove being used. As a picture of the Holy Spirit. He said he's gentle. He knows his way. And therefore always will find his way home. He can never get lost. He knows his way. Around everything. He goes home if you can take him anywhere. He will always go home. He knows where he's from. And the third thing that he said to me is, whatever food a dove receives, he stores it, and when he gets to his to the children, he feeds them with that. Okay. So when he said that to me, that got me thinking. Those three things got me thinking about. Why do they? What does each of these incline? What does it mean? So there's a lot more things we can say about the dove, and maybe in the days to come we will we will discuss some more detail about the dove. But our first in this session, I want to focus on those three for today and see how far we get with them. But I want to talk about these three that the Holy Spirit gave me to 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 emphasize about the dove. All right. So the first one, like I said, he said he is gentle. Okay, we're going to talk about the first one, he's gentle. Now, if you go look at a dove, it always represents peace, um, peace of the, in, in the deepest way, the deepest kind of peace. All over the world, it's funny, everybody knows a dove means peace. Even if they don't believe in the Bible, the dove means peace. People know that. Um, because I mean, being gentle, that's why I said that he's the dove whisperer, he whispers to, to us talks in a in a gentle way when he speaks to us this this dove this holy spirit the the dove is always if you look in today uh, it's an emblem or token of truth of innocence it's always a picture of the dove i mean if you if you really want to see if this is true go catch a dove outside i mean i i catch doves regularly here because they come into my house and then i have to take them out so i catch them with my hands i can't do that with any other animal any other bird, with a parakeet or something, if they come into my house, or a harida, if they come into my house, they're going to bite me. All right? A dove doesn't do that. They don't do anything. They just sit in your hands and submit. The moment you close your hands over a dove, with their wings, he will submit. You will not fight. If you open it a bit, you will start fighting it away. But he will never attack you, bite you, because he's gentle. That's his nature. Other animals, if you catch them birds, they would want to bite you. Because they want to get free but because of the nature of the dove that's not his character he will not bite so they are just as gentle and innocent as the, as the lamb as jesus was depicted the same okay matthew 10 verse 16 matthew 10 verse 16 behold i sent you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves that's actually the verse this morning on my Facebook that I shared five years ago. That verse came up this morning. Five years ago to the day I shared that verse. So followers that listen to the whispers of the dove must be harmless when they're outside in the wall. Think about that. If you say you follow the dove, the Holy Spirit, you your nature must be harmless to the people outside outside you mustn't be a threat to the people outside to get them in, to come into coming to the kingdom or for you to to become part of this kingdom you can't be a threat i mean if you read the verse behold i sent you forth the sheep and mess of wolves be ye therefore wise as serpents and strike like a serpent he doesn't say that it says it not you must be wise like a serpent and strike like a serpent quickly and with power and venom and all that it says therefore wise as a serpent so know what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, sneaky, but in the pure sense, and harmless as a dove. So when you get to that point that you sneaked up to, it's going to be done harmless, gentle, innocent, no hidden agendas. That's the 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 being the, the what what the Bible is saying about a dove. So. The, the 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 dove also in the worldly terms like i just said is always a symbol of love and peace and tolerance and all that stuff even solomon says so beautifully in psalms 74 verse 19 Psalms 74 verse 19 oh deliver not the soul of thy turtle dove unto the wild beast forget not the life of the poor forever Okay, what he's saying there, this turtle dove, he's saying that you can actually look at it as the church, the body of Christ, the pure body of Christ, not the religious system, the church. This church is all this group whose souls are ruled by the dove. What Solomon's actually saying, oh, deliver not thy soul of thy turtle dove. Okay, these true followers of Christ don't deliver their souls um, of thy turtle dove. Because why thy turtle dove? Because he's the one guiding them these souls unto the wild beasts okay so if we look in the in the old testament you would see doves um was a form of sacrifice in the old testament for atonement of sin so they used doves for the atonement of sin if a person was to pour to bring a lamb for for his atonement for the sin then he was to bring two turtle doves uh two do- turtle doves or two pigeons to be offered as a sacrifice for his trespassing or sin okay in the Old Testament you read it, so a lot of verses about that uh, talking about that uh, they use that as they were seen as clean that's why they could be used in the Mosaic law um, because of of how clean they were were depicted and seen and could was therefore justified to be used as a sacrifice as an offering okay now today The dove, the Holy Spirit, will still come. And one of his purposes, what he's still doing today... uh, Sorry. What this dove still does today is he will still come to his believers. uh, And the the reason why the dove still comes today to, to visit us and stays inside of us... Because remember, the dove made his nest inside of you, the Holy Spirit is to bring peace into your heart. He will bring peace into you. Um, He will teach you the mysteries of Christ. That's what this dove does when he comes to you. He will teach you these mysteries of Christ, that your sins will become less and less. Just as it was a sacrifice in the Old Testament, the dove. He's still playing that role today, even in us. As he's staying in us, cleansing us, our sins become less and less. We become more like our master, like Christ. Because of his work, the dove's work. So he's still constantly using the dove today in your and my lives to clean us, to cleanse us off of old things, old ways that still needs to get, we need to get rid of. It's still a form of a sacrifice that he's still cleaning us today. Um, so re- see this as the dove, as I said, the first point that the Holy Spirit showed me is this, this, this perfect depiction of peace, love innocence and when we when we follow his guidance we will become more like that you will bring peace you will become a peacemaker as it says in matthew the sons of god are peacemakers how do we get there by following and listening to what the dove tells us the holy spirit you will become more at peace in your walk as a believer because you're following the dove. That's why if I see believers are running around hitting their head against walls the whole time, I can see they're not listening to the dove, to the Holy Spirit, because his nature is not for you to do that. All right? But also remember the dove, even though he's so peaceful, is extremely powerful. He's like the lamb, Jesus. He's, he's a peaceful, but he's also the lion. And, and with a dove, if you look at a dove, his nature... He's got he's one of the animals that's got so much power in his wings to fly the distances they can fly. So he's not a meek little animal, even though they like people depict him as that, he's actually for the size of his body and the strength and the way he can fly extremely powerful. Okay. And we are also there extremely powerful by having the Holy Spirit in us, but we must be the the givers of peace wherever we go, and not conflict. Alright? So the next one let's go to point number two he knows his way and therefore always finds his way home I said that was the second thing the Holy Spirit showed me about the dove years ago. Now I went to just to look at some stuff and it's actually amazing when I went and looked uh, at stuff of the dove that we're walking in. Doves are actually such amazing animals. Um I read here their capacity to find their way home over hundreds and even thousands of kilometers is unrivaled in the animal kingdom. You can go read that anywhere on the internet. No other animal can do this, they're saying. It's unrivaled against any other animal. Um, This uncanny ability that has been, uh, this uncanny ability has seen them use for centuries for, the main thing a dove was used for all these centuries was, don't know if you know this, delivering messages for royalty, military leaders. They use the dove as a deliverer of messengers. Isn't that actually amazing? That this messenger, this dove in the Bible actually became in our lives in World War One was one of the animals used the most. 95% of the doves used in the World War I didn't die, was not shot down, because they were too fast. The snipers couldn't shoot them, because the snipers knew the doves carried messages. So whenever they saw a dove flying, they would shoot them, because they knew they carried information of the enemy. But they couldn't hit them that often. I mean, that's amazing to think of. 95% of doves survived World War I. The horses and the other stuff did not. I think 95% of the horses died, if you look at it that way, in World War I. But because of their speed, the way the dove flew, that's why they were used. And it's amazing if you really see what, how that nature that God brought forth in the Bible was used just 100 years, over 100 years ago. So, uh, the exact way how doves or pigeons find their way home has been long debated, I went and looked on the internet to see if anybody knows exactly how it works, and nobody knows exactly, they've got all these various studies that have been done, and um, uh, techniques, Uh, as they say they have an internal compass, they have a low frequency sound wave, uh, environmental mapping, using the earth's magnetic fields, and even memorizing the way home, are all plausible possibilities that that the internet is saying that, they think the doves are using. They have all these things because they can't pinpoint exactly how the dove does what is, how it finds its way, always back to where it, it should. So, in knowing that, you can see that the Holy Spirit knows its way. When the Lord said to me, the dove knows his way, I realized when he was speaking about the dove as the Holy Spirit, he knows his way, it will always guide you and me through the way, to the way. Who's the way? Jesus. I'm the way, truth and the life, the way. He will always guide you to Jesus, the way. And when you follow the way, you will end up with the Father. That's what the dove does, the Holy Spirit. He knows where he came from, his home. And he wants to take you there. He knows the way how to get there. There's only one way, it's through the Father. He brings that message. He's the one that takes you on a journey, on a To find the way, which is Jesus, so that you can end up with the Father. He does not get lost like we do. When we don't follow the dove, the Holy Spirit, we get lost. We see it with people when they do stuff they should not be doing. They get lost, frustrated, go the wrong way. It's because they're not following the dove, the guidance of the dove. They're not listening to this whisper, this gentle whisper in their ears, showing them the way that's what he's made for to do for us uh, that's why we need him because he's our compass he points us in the direction where we need to go and it's in him automatically built into him to take us to that place so if, if he knows the way he will teach you the way which is jesus okay it's actually beautiful I'm going to read the four or five verses here quickly. You can write them down just to emphasize some of the things I've just said now. You can see in the scripture what the scripture says about this. John 14 verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father was sent in my name, he will teach you all things to bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So everything that was said to you, he will remind you of it. The helper, the Holy Spirit. Alright, the Father told you something, he will bring that up again for you in remembrance. Alright? Just take a simple example. Like I said, I was busy listening to him, showing me I must do this teaching. And then I was still struggling to know must I do it now? When must I do it? And then he comes and he points it out to me and he emphasizes it for me to do it this way on Monday, uh, on Wednesday. And then he confirms it for me this morning again. You see how he comes and he, he guides you in things? He's our helper. And he guides us into, into Christ. Luke twelve twelve, Luke 12, verse 12. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in the very hour what you ought to say. Okay? So he can come and say and whisper something in your ears that you can say that in that minute or time when it's needed to say that without you thinking even about it beforehand. Okay, some of us have seen that happen in, in situations. One Corinthians two verse nine. One Corinthians two verse nine. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth The thing of a man save the spirit of man which is in him even so the things of god knoweth no man but the spirit of god all right so it's just showing you there you can go read that again if you want to what the holy spirit does how it reveals stuff to us um romans 8 verse 26 i'm going to read it out of the new american standard bible here in the same way the spirit also helps our weakness for we do not know how to pray as we should but the spirit himself intercedes for us the groanings too deep for words and that's not just speaking in tongues okay because a lot of people would use that verse and say that's when you're speaking in tongues it's not just to do with that okay it's way more than that that's just one aspect of of it it's way more than that now i'm going to read something on a and then afterwards I'm going to say something. Listen very clearly what I'm reading. I'm going to read John 14. Okay, remember I said I'm going to come back to this, John fourteen. Alright, you're ready. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I'm reading from verse one. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you I am going there to prepare a place for you. Now, I don't want to go into detail about those house and rooms. Um, in church circles, they use this verse and other verses say that you're going to have a mansion up in the sky with pearly gates and, and, and crystals in their house. Um, but I just told you, where does the Holy Spirit come and say, who's the house? It's you. You are the house. So if you know that then you read that, I, in my father's house are many rooms. If you were not so, I would not have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. If you look at when he said this, before the Spirit was poured out into all the rooms and the houses, which he had to go prepare to go and stay in, because he didn't stay in them before. All right? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Because where is the Father now? In you. Where is the Holy Spirit? In you. And you in him where does that all happen? In the house, which is you. All right. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? He's thinking in the natural again here, Thomas. Jesus answered, I am the way. Remember I said this dove, the Holy Spirit leads us on the way. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's what the dove does. He guides us on the way to the Father. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Again, going for the natural again here. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? everyone who has seen me has seen the father how can you say show us the father don't you believe that i am in the father and the father is in me the words i say to you are not just my own rather it's the father living in me who is doing this work believe me when i say that i am in the father and the father is me or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves i tell you the truth Anyone whose faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son of Son may be, bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me. Uh, again, there's, a, there's a, the evidence that it must be love. Then you can ask him. You will obey what I command and I will ask the father and he will give you another comforter or counselor. Doesn't differs in translation. So he's saying to them here, these houses that I'm going to go and prepare. This He's sending someone else to come and stay. And he's called the comforter or the counselor. And he says to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. He's called the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him he for he lives with you and will be in you in these houses that he went to prepare i will not leave you as orphans i will come to you those that know the religious teachings about those houses and the mansions will see this actually changes a lot if you really go and see what's actually going on in those verses um what jesus actually saying there what he's going to do but the bottom line is he sends his counselor to come and stays in you so that you can find the way which is jesus to go to the father there's only way we can get to him there all right so in the second one we spoke a lot now about the dove finding its way so remember that when you listen to the holy spirit He will always show you the way. He will always point you to Jesus. When you were not saved, He came with the messages to you saying, there's the way, follow that way. And then you chose not to follow it, or maybe one day then you went and you chose to follow the way and you met Jesus because you chose the way. But it's the dove that was calling you the whole time, bringing those messages every time to you to to find Jesus. He's the one that got you saved, that spirit, the Holy Spirit, the dove bringing those messages from father the whole time he brought you messages to get you saved and then when you got saved he takes you on this way on this journey to the father and there's a lot of things that happen on that way uh, as you walk being led by him but if you don't follow the way he's pointing you the whole time because he brings you to the way now you've got to follow that way and if you don't follow that way you will see you'll have problems and and things will not work out because you're following your way not the dove's way all right so let's quickly look at the last one i'm going to talk about the third one i said the third thing that the holy spirit showed me about a dove and whether he he eats uh, whatever he eats he will store it and feed it to the babies to the children okay so if we want to See the spiritual side of that is whatever he eats, this food he eats, he receives from nature a dove that the Holy Spirit receives from, from the Father, the word that he receives from the Father. He will store it in his crop, the dove, the Holy Spirit, and he will come to you and me, which are the children, and he will just feed you that, that nourishment. He will feed you that because it came straight from the Father out of nature. Okay, You guys understand that? That's what he does. Because we just said previously, he brings the messages. He's the messenger. And that's what the messages that he brings is to help us and he gets it straight from the Father. Okay? Because he knows the way to the Father. That's why he can do that. Um, when eating, when a dove is eating, they are collecting food it Says sometimes in his esophagus, where the food goes into his esophagus, then it will digest the food and at a later time. This food that he, that he stores. So, if we look at what the dove eats in, the, in, in nature, um, l- listen to the, the main food a dove eats. I'm not talking about the food that you will buy in the, sh- in the pet shop. What the dove eats in, in nature, they say, and I've looked at uh, 20 websites, maybe, maybe more, to read all this stuff. Um, it eats grains seeds and it usually forages on the ground while those that eat fruit typically forage in trees and bushes so they love eating grains and seeds um, and fruit it's one of the main things that they will eat now without going too deep think about it this way we are all a, a type and a picture of what a tree in the bible and doves eat fruit well, how do you get the fruit It's because you follow the dove they eat that fruit um, so just think about it all these things the grains and the seeds all to do with harvest that's his work description what he does and what he gets what he feeds on so that he can share this info with us that he gets from the father stuff about grain seeds all the spiritual meanings about that um, fruit so that we can bear fruit we can have seed to sow okay so this is actually so beautiful to see they the, the dove in the natural eats this stuff um, and then he stores it He's, they say the crop is a digestive uh, the digestive storage organ that slowly releases food into the gizzard part of it's a part of the stomach of the dove where seeds are grounded into easily digested matter Mush. To aid the grinding, the birds consume small stones to to grind the seeds and stuff that they receive. Uh, Then some species also eat insects and other invertebrates like spiders, flies, moths, snails and more. Think about it. We've read about these animals before. These spiders and flies stuff that comes through the grapes also. eh? It's the same thing again here. The dove also eats those animals. So if this dove comes and stays in you, and he finds a spider in you, or a fly, he will get rid of it for you. He will get rid of it for you. Not you going to get rid of it. He will come and eat that thing. He will help you even as we walk now, being saved, God, being under His guidance, He even comes and cleans us of all those those insects that should not be there. It's not a problem for him. All right. So he's adaptable to anything and he can eat it. All right. And he can take that bad thing, that spider, that fly that was bugging you the whole time in a certain area in your life, and he will eat it and get rid of it with the help of the father that sends him. So that that area you can have freedom in that area you can even use that as a food for you to grow that's why the bible says when even if bad things happen god can use that even if something bad happened He can use that to better your life to to make you grow and it's because of the holy spirit the dove that will come and eat that stuff out of us and the more it gets rid of the moths and the flies and the spiders the more we can walk in holiness, his holiness that he's doing in us and not you. Okay? The only way we get rid of flies and spiders is we spray doom. And that doesn't work always, eh? It leaves a bad smell. But he cleans it perfectly. Alright? So even the things that he eats, he can turn into nourishment. So, doves along with pigeons, they produce a food called pigeon milk. Those that know pigeons will know more about this. It's not really milk, but they call it pigeon milk. By glancing the crop of the adult bird, and the pigeon opens its mouth wide, permitting the nesting the, to stick its head inside to feed on the nourishment of the food. So this dove, when he gets this food in his crop, it will feed the young ones this milk, this, this stuff that they need to eat. And where did they, they get that stuff? From the nature, from father. Not from man. Feeding them this stuff. Alright. So. We're going to end here now. The three things again that we spoke about. This Holy Spirit. This dove. When he walks. And guides you. He will bring you to that place. To find the way. Which is Jesus. Jesus. That's his job. That's his job description. That's the message that he's carrying in the beginning when you are not saved. And how does he do that? He's gentle. He comes to meet you at that vulnerable place where you are that one day when you really realize I need a savior and you call out to Jesus Christ. That's the gentle way the dove comes in. And then once he's done that, he he will start guiding you to home. He knows the way home to the Father. And He will start guiding you in the way home. How to get to that place. To walk in purity, walk in power, to be a peacemaker. Right? To become that peacemaker that we spoke about. Which are the sons of God, the mature ones. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can take you to become a peacemaker. A son of God, a mature believer. It's the dove. And then the third one is he will teach you to grow by the food he receives from the father. Okay, that milk that we just spoke about, especially when you're a newly born baby, that milk that he gives us also makes you grow faster if you listen to him. All right, that baby doesn't know where that food comes from, but he's taking it in because it's pure milk that comes from the father, from nature, and he grows faster and faster. To become more mature those are the three things that the dove's character nature so if you look at a dove in those three essence and you see how he works in your lives it's amazing to see how the gentle the holy spirit comes and he he shows us these these things like i said he can also walk in power he's not just this little innocent vulnerable bird he can be very powerful just like jesus he can be the lion he can come and be the lion. if you read the Gospels in two Gospels Jesus is the lamb and the other two Gospels Jesus is is the lion all right a lot of people say no when Jesus comes he's gonna come as the lion it's not just with that there's it, it, way more to it than that okay he was already the lion. two of the Gospels he was more more lion than than lamb but here we need to be really focused to listen to the Holy Spirit if he's gentle To talk and whisper to us. We will not hear him if we're busy with our stuff. If we're busy with our worldly stuff. And I mean by that is when your focus is only on your worldly stuff. You will not hear him because he's gentle. He's going to whisper in your ears and you will not hear that whisper. You will miss it. You will not see the way because you're not looking for the way. You're looking for money or for security or whatever the case may be. That's why you will not find the way. All right. So you will not grow as a believer because you're not allowing him to feed you. Sometimes he feeds you through the Holy Spirit, feeds you himself, or sometimes he feeds you like I'm feeding you now. He fed me and I'm feeding you now. All right? There's different way, ways in which he feeds us, but it must all be the foundation of the dove that got the food from the Father. All right, I got this revelation of the dove, those three things, directly from the Holy Spirit. Right, he opened it up for me. Other cases, somebody else have to tell me something. I didn't le- learn this from um, Yanni or somebody. This the Holy Spirit told me. And then I could take it further. Other cases, somebody would say something, then I take it further. So there's no specific, there's not a, a box that it fits into. Okay, it's Anything can, goes with the Holy Spirit. He can do it anyway because a dove can go anywhere. He's not bound. A dove can travel. That's why he's not stuck in one place. Like a a pigeon. A pigeon normally just stays where it is. So just just remember that. And hopefully some of the stuff I've just said now. Helps you to understand the character of the Holy Spirit. Because he's so amazing in what he does. How he still cleans us of these insects and flies. And how he guides us. That's his job description. And that's why he was the animal that came upon Jesus. To show him this is how my kingdom functions. With peace and love with guidance and help but it's specialized it's not a let's see where this goes and ends up it's specialized and that's why we need to focus to the whispers of the holy spirit that we can also walk and not float and jump up and down trying to do stuff which is not working all right